Here we go with another episode of the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. Happy to be with you on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. I hope uh, your fantasy football teams are performing well. I hope you guys are uh, enjoying the high or coming down off the high that was week seven of college football. Uh, A lot of things happened, a lot of uh, games around the nation, right? And some exciting things happened in the Big Ten as well. We'll be getting to all of that and so, so much more. Uh, on this uh, podcast. For those of you who are new to the podcast, I always want to kind of give you guys a heads up of what we're going to be doing, kind of our flow, our in-season flow of, of what we do. So we'll start off, uh, we've got some thoughts on, on week seven, thoughts on some of the games, and then uh, we always do, uh, on, and it usually comes out on Thursdays, Thursdays or Fridays, we do a betting podcast, and so we release our picks for the week. We'll do where we were right and where we were wrong, what was good, what was bad, right? Uh, where we hit, where we missed, and then uh, kind of a little sneak pre- preview into next week. And uh, so I just wanted to take this time to start off uh, and just talk about how much I love I love college football. And it wasn't so much just because of some of the games. Obviously, the Tennessee-Bama game was crazy. The USC-Utah game was crazy. But just some of the other little things that happened in college football. So when you pull up the, the statistics for, you know, uh, the, the Michigan-Penn State game, Michigan had utterly dominated the game up until halftime. I mean, you look at it, yards per play, you know, completions, third down conversions. They had utterly dominated the Nittany Lions. Just just flat out blew them out. Now they had a couple of good, uh, well, statistically wise, right? Uh, they had a couple of good stops down inside the end zone, uh, red zone, sorry, uh, to force the Michigan to take a field goal. So, you know, 6-0. You're feeling pretty good about that. And uh, when you look at that first half in particular, uh, you know, Penn State gets the ball back. It's third down. What was it? Third and four, third and five, something like that. They do a zone read, right? And so that's when the quarterback is going to be watching what the linebackers are going to be doing, what the line's doing, whether to hand off the ball or to tuck it and run. Sean Clifford busts out, you know, a 60-yard run, gets them down in inside. I believe it was like inside the 20. They go down, they score. Now the game, uh, it, I think it was like 9-7 to, nine to seven or 10-7, uh, something like that at that point. And then Michigan on the, on the next possession, they decide to go out and they're rolling McCarthy out of the box. Now it, you can say, hey, it was kind of a fluky thing that happened. Uh, what are the odds that that it bounces off his helmet? Uh, but they have a pick six. Penn State stops them. They end up going. It ends up being sixteen to fourteen at halftime. And you're just like, w- w- what the heck happened? I mean, like seriously, sixteen to fourteen. Uh, Michigan had utterly dominated. They had twenty three minutes and fifty six seconds of time of possession, uh, and Penn State had basically two plays that kept them in the game. It's sixteen to fourteen. That is why I love football, because you're never quite out of it. You are so you are always within striking distance, it feels like, especially in college football. Sometimes, you know, in the NFL, when the route is on, you're like, okay, these guys are kind of just done. In, in, in college football, it never feels as such. And I really got kind of 
I wouldn't say that I guess the pageantry of college football kind of got to me yesterday when I see that that a team could completely turn around, you know, what was arguably a really bad first half for Penn State and make it a two point game. Now, uh, Penn State obviously let that get to their heads a little bit. Uh, they're in the you know in the locker room. You see Mich- uh, Michigan, Penn State kind of getting into a chippy little yelling match, and uh, that results in Penn State only getting three points the rest of the game. Michigan scores twenty five, ends up beating them forty one to seventeen. But like I said, what I love about football is it never feels like you're out of it. There's always a chance. There's always one play, two plays that you can get you right back in the game. And I really saw that yesterday with the Penn State Michigan game. Uh, Penn State obviously has a lot, a lot to work on uh, as we're looking forward into next week. They they better be ready to uh, you know rock and roll coming up in their next little bit of the schedule. But uh, I really think that Michigan played a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, second half. That was a, a national champion. Uh, second half, uh, they they didn't allow Penn State to do anything. They came out, they took it serious, and uh, now they've got a bye week. Michigan's off, and uh, Penn State's on to Minnesota. Some other fun things that happened. Another uh, another one of the thoughts that I had was, as I was watching the Minnesota Illinois game. Again, I'm going to continue to repeat this and repeat this back because I think it's very telling to what this Illinois season is. Now, a lot of people uh, at the beginning of the year, they, they, they wrote off Illinois, right? We said, I, I said they'd be contending for a bowl eligibility. I said, I have them right about six and six. Now, I didn't think Iowa and Wisconsin were going to be as bad as what they are. But I'm like, hey, you're going to get a couple of upsets. They're going to, I thought they would be three and one through the first few games. And so I was like five and seven. They just need one more upset that gets them to, to six and six. I, I had them going uh, like that. I said, I thought that they would beat Nebraska. I thought they would beat Northwestern. And then it's like, okay, where, where's the upsets? Well, they've got their upsets. They were able to beat Wisconsin. They were able to beat Iowa. And then yesterday they were able to finish off uh, Minnesota. Now, there's an argument to be made. Uh, maybe Minnesota, if they have Tanner Morgan, they're kind of driving on the drive that he was kind of knocked out. Maybe they're able to get it. But it really felt like Illinois was in control of this game. And it, again, I'm going to I want to say it again. They're one drive away. They're one bad defensive drive away from being undefeated, from being 7-0 and right now. And also, they can win in a in a variety of ways. Now, you're going to say, well, what do you mean, right? And, and I know I've, I've hit on this, but I'm going to continue to hit on this because Illinois is not going away. And they, right now, they're they're looking up. They, I mean, of course, they have to beat Nebraska. They've got to uh, beat Northwestern, and they've got to play Purdue, and that everyone's kind of, you know, as, as, a, as a, you know, a playing game for Purdue and Illinois um, to go to the Big Ten Championship. But when you're looking at it, Illinois was able to beat Wyoming 38-6. to And you're like, okay. And that was kind of a rout. They beat Virginia 24-3. Okay, so they can win in a blowout, right? But they can also win. Not, I mean, 24-3, to that game kind of felt close. They, they, they did pull away towards the end. Uh... You know, that second half, you kind of felt like Virginia was trying to, was was able to get back into it. Chattanooga, we're not even going to consider it. They're, they're an FCS school. And then they were able to go to Madison. So they were able to go, to go to Madison, which is a very difficult place to play, notoriously, right? The jump around scene. They were able to go there. They were able to win. And they were able to win 34 to 10, which is a very difficult thing to do in Madison. So they're able to shut it out. They're able to win. Uh, they're able to make some plays on that end. And then they come back home against Iowa. Nine to six. They were able to win nine to six. 
They had three field goals. They had two in the first half, one in the second half. They were able to win nine to six. So they can win ugly. And they don't have a, they they don't have to they don't rely too heavily on on one side of the ball offense or defense they can win ugly that was a defensive win on that one and then yesterday they were able to uh, Minnesota kind of comes back gives them a little bit of a scare when you're looking at like I said when you're looking at the box score uh, you know you, Minnesota at one point I think it was fourteen to thirteen Illinois could have rolled over and said hey they came back. They're the better team. They've got the senior leader in Tanner Morgan. They have an incredible uh, running back, Ibrahim. We're just going to give up. We're just going to kind of roll over. But they didn't. They fought back. They were able to get another touchdown and get another touchdown. And their defense was able to make some crucial stops. So they allowed a team to get back in it and win, right? That shows me so much more depth because in college football a lot of times a team can only beat you one way they're going to beat you on the big play or they're going to beat you on the ground uh you look at like air force navy uh some of these triple option schools they can beat you one way they're not going to air it out there's one way that they're going to beat you and they're going to say i'm going to do what you don't do and we're going to do it better than you do this illinois team i think is a very very complete team and looking at the games ahead now they do have a bye which is going to be good they're going to go to Lincoln. They're going to beat Nebraska. They're going to come back home against Michigan State. Barring that they're not overlooking Michigan State for that Purdue game, I think they beat them. It's going to be close, though. That one will be close. Against Purdue, I cannot wait to see, obviously, injury report, what's kind of happening at that point in the season. Uh, if both of them, if Purdue uh, wins their next couple of games, like if we're really only, if we're really going, if this is really the play-in game, then they're going to go Michigan, which is a very, very tricky spot for Michigan because Illinois is not a team that you want to be playing right before the big game uh, against Ohio State, right? And then they have Northwestern. I mean, I see them losing one more time to Max. Uh, you know, if they lose to Michigan and Purdue, but really probably just one more time uh, that I'm kind of sitting at it. Right now, they, they've they've earned an 18th rank in the nation. This team is phenomenal. If you have not turned on uh, Illinois football, they, you can't next week because they have a bye, uh, but the week after, definitely tune into that, that Nebraska game. Illinois is playing very, very fun football. Brett Bielema's got it going, and I love the, the coaching staff that they have around him. Uh, again, I love it when the coach isn't in charge of calling plays. He's kind of just managing. He's able to go over, coach the kids up, reiterate what the offensive and defensive coordinator are saying, and uh, they're just playing nasty. They, they play nasty football uh, on the defensive end, and they can run with Chase Brown, and it is super fun to watch. So those were kind of my two thoughts uh, of this of this weekend. Had a really exciting double overtime win. Uh, Sparty was able to win that game as well. It was really hard to take too much away because I think both these, like we said on uh, on Thursday, that both of these teams needed that game so 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 bad, and they just couldn't. They just you know one had to lose. And Wisconsin just didn't have the legs at the end. And Michigan State was able to pull off the, well, the upset, uh, according to Vegas. So let's jump into that. Let's kind of look at what we said uh, last week, where we were right and where we were wrong. Uh, I think it really helps off. So we have uh, where we were right. We had Michigan uh, minus seven. We said, take that one. And we said, uh, if you want to pick them outright, take that one. We said, Illinois plus six and a half. I thought that that Minnesota, I thought that number was too high for Minnesota. And I said, you know what? I want to keep on betting Illinois until they prove me wrong. And uh, it's worked really well for me this year. And uh, so we were right on both them and the outright pick. 
We are right with the Maryland outright pick. We are right on the Michigan State plus seven and a half. We said that that's, that half point was kind of that that key indicator that uh, Las Vegas, you know, Vegas was thinking or the sports books were thinking, hey, they're going to win by more than a touchdown. And I said, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a lot closer. Uh, and we even picked Michigan State to win outright as well. So we were right on that one. And then we were right on Purdue with the pick outright. Uh, where we were wrong, obviously, Maryland minus 11. Had Indiana not scored on that last drive, Maryland plays better defense. We would have been nailed on the head. Uh, just just as a fun fact, we would have been 100% right. Uh, Maryland's defense kind of failed us in that one. And then uh, Purdue minus 14. I didn't think that Nebraska had the capability of scoring that many points. Uh, so, uh, I, and I thought Purdue's defense would play a little bit stronger on that. But anyway, so it brought our spread week totals to three and two. So we were, that was a, a really good sign. We were, we're on the winning side. Uh, and it brought up our season spread totals to 34 and 22. So we're sitting about 60.7%. So 61% on the season. That's what we said. We want to be hitting that, that 60% mark every single week. We want to be right above that. Uh, shows that that's where the professional betters try to be. Uh, we know, you know, you know, you're going to lose some you know you're going to win some uh so three and two obviously that was a heartbreaker the indiana uh maryland game and then uh the purdue minus 14 like i said i didn't think nebraska was was capable of scoring as many points as they did but they did they were able to pull it out uh at least 37 points of it uh you know purdue escapes with with just a, a six point win but nonetheless uh looks like maybe things have maybe the waters have calmed a little bit uh on the nebraska side of things so and then our outright picks, because we like to do that. We were 5-0 and last week, which brought our, our season total to 48-10. and So we were only, uh, for those of you who like just betting, uh, you know, who should I who should I pick, winner or loser, uh, we are 48-10. and We always like to give you guys uh, a couple of them. But we didn't lose a game last week, which is good. So we're kind of on a hot streak as far as that goes. And looking forward to this next week, we have some absolute uh, interesting games. Uh just to kind of just as a a, a a brief look into uh, Friday's podcast, you've got um, Iowa Ohio State, we've got Indiana Rutgers, we've got Maryland Northwestern, we have Purdue Wisconsin and Penn State Minnesota. So of course some really interesting games. Uh, and then as I was kind of looking back, I was I was re-listening to the to the uh, Thursday podcast. I want to get better. Want to want to talk about some of these things uh, where we were also right on. And like I said. Uh, Michigan was able to kind of rally. I thought they would rally behind the coach uh, with his, you know, the, the, the health medical problems that he had. That's kind of what we said on that one. We thought that Michigan would rally. It would be close early, uh, blowout late. Uh, we said the Illinois. We said we'd be riding with Illinois until they prove us wrong. So we're going to continue to ride that wave. The only time it might stop will be against Michigan. Uh, we're really we're really liking that. Uh, Maryland, we said that Maryland would bounce back. Obviously, we need to monitor the situation of uh, Tulua. Tailua, I think is how you pronounce his name. Uh, Tango Vailoa, Tua's little brother. Uh, the quarterback, he went off with a knee injury. So definitely want to monitor that because that was a big blow for Maryland. Uh, I believe through the first six weeks, he was like the second or third highest graded passer in the nation, uh, according to PFF. So that's how it is. Indiana always wants to play spoiler with us. We never really bet Indiana, uh, but they're really good at getting, you know, backdoor covers and stuff like that. Uh, we did say Michigan, Wisconsin, that both teams major, major need this. But we said that uh, Michigan State, if they do not win this game, that they are looking at a very ugly season. I mean, that that was 
that was their season right there. Now, Wisconsin kind of has their backs up against the wall this next week. Uh, they have to win. Uh, you would you could make an argument that Wisconsin is in, was in the same spot this week as what they were last week because we said uh, Michigan State's looking ahead and they've got to get they got to pick up. If they would have lost that game, they would have had to pick up uh, four wins, and of the four would have been. Michigan, Illinois, uh, Rutgers, Indiana, and Penn State. Obviously, Michigan being ranked, Illinois being ranked, and uh, Penn State being ranked. Very difficult, very tall tasks to do on top of your all three on the road at those games. And then we said Rutgers and Indiana. Uh, I don't think the, the, the gap between them and Michigan State is as big as what it was last year. So Michigan State, that was their season. They are able to do that. Now they still have to win. Uh, they're three and four. They've got to figure out, you know, they've got to figure out, hey, can we play a, you know, upset against Michigan and upset against Illinois and upset against Penn State and then hopefully take care of business against Rutgers and Indiana. Uh, Michigan State still has a big hold to climb out of but that was a very very important win and uh like we said wisconsin's kind of in that same situation uh just briefly looking at the the preliminary lines they actually have wisconsin uh minus one to beat purdue very compelling uh line we'll see what the line does as we get further into the into the week but i mean you're looking at wisconsin they're kind of in that same scenario they're three and four they've got to find three wins between purdue maryland iowa nebraska and minnesota so they're playing the top end obviously of purdue and minnesota iowa is going to be i mean normally that's a, a really fun game to watch that could be a snooze fest uh and then nebraska nebraska is not playing bad uh and there's not much of a gap i i thought nebraska would kind of fall off the horse with uh, with the firing of Scott Frost, but they're able to you know steady the ship and 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 uh, get back to it. So, like I said, another fun week and another and it's going to be great uh, kind of look ahead to what is going to be happening uh, into the week eight uh, of the Big Ten. But um, looking at the standings, obviously Michigan and Ohio State kind of top one and two, and then we have Illinois and Purdue that are kind of fighting at the very top there. What's crazy is Northwestern, even though they're one and two or um, ahead, uh, they're not the, the total worst in the, the Big Ten West, which is crazy to me. I mean, if you're just pulling it up on, on like ESPN and stuff like that, which is kind of crazy. But anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. That was kind of our thoughts, uh, the recap of week eight. Can't wait, or week seven. Can't wait for week eight. We'll obviously be releasing that betting podcast. So be sure to tune into that on Thursdays is when we like to release it. Get smarter, get better. We're going to be talking about the lines. Uh, like I said, we've already got a couple of preliminary lines. Uh, minus 28 for Ohio state right now minus 12 towards maryland minus one for purdue and minus five and a half for penn state so on a sunday they're just releasing the lines sometimes you can get look ahead lines uh kind of fun can't wait for another great week of big 10 football uh be sure to submit some some questions we're going to be going that over some of the questions that we've got uh on thursday we had two or three viewers submit a couple more questions so we want to talk about that so be sure to follow us at big 10 pod and uh don't forget to like comment subscribe and review until next time I hope you guys have a wonderful week.